0: Hello guys and welcome back to the Just Hoops podcast.
1: What's that um, energy? What's that energy? This is 101. We gotta be great. I, I'm, unfortunately,
0: I'm unfortunately sad because uh, I tried to get my microphone working now that I moved into college and my adapter right here is not working. So I, I'm still unfortunately out of commission in my microphone. but. And another bad thing about, I, I bring my car to college, correct? And first day here, what do I get? Parking ticket. No.
1: Because I didn't have my,
0: I didn't <laughs> have my, uh. because, well, we got here yesterday and I didn't get the, the, uh, the area, like the place I want to go to for, um, to get our permit was closed. And they didn't open until 9. I got that at like 9 in the morning. Right when they opened.
1: Tough. Tough. So
0: I will be disputing that. I'm yeah, you have open. to. You have to. I'm going to become a lawyer for a day. How much is the ticket? 15 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Not crazy. But Bloomington was 40. Should not be anything. 40. That's I I had a nice uh, phone call with Luca to, uh, Oh really? He was telling me about yeah you're telling me about how uh like speeding tickets and uh, parking violations are like 500 bucks in Austria. Wow. <laughs> so okay. it's crazy it's crazy. But how are you doing Jacob?
1: I'm good. First day of classes here at Boston College. Uh I had my first class of Graduate school, um, that was fun. It was actually kind of enjoyable. Like it was just networking with my classmates, which was cool. Um, basketball is great. I gave four workouts today. Uh, started learning sports code today. Um, watched some film. I'm putting together a scout right now. Uh, it's good times up here. I also found time to make a video that came out. Well, it's Monday. Just a heads up, you're listening to this on Wednesday. I found time to make a video for today, also. So um it's been a good day. Can't complain.
0: Love to hear Love to hear
1: The gist of today's podcast is going back to the National Basketball Association. Uh, we haven't really talked basketball in probably three weeks because we had a week off also. Um, <clears throat> this week is our top five storylines that we are interested in going into the 2023 2024 season by storyline i do not mean espn headline or that type of thing i mean basketball storylines and like schematic things or dynamics on the floor stuff like that that we're both intrigued by going into the season um i already know josh is gonna probably have three of his from the valley um but outside of that, uh, I think it'll be an interesting conversation just because me and Josh, like we talked about um, in the last podcast, if you didn't listen, check that out, um, how we have just different perspectives. So I hope you guys enjoy. But to kick things off, Josh, what's your first one?
0: Um, I know we are still a ways away from the season, but I'm interested in seeing how the James Harden, and Damian Lillard thing works out due to them, Jacob's taking pictures of me, due to them both uh, firmly or standing firmly on their trade request uh, and not going back on that. So, kind of see how that plays out with both the teams with the chemistry. Um, see if either of them sit out, uh, kind of see how coaches or their coaches respect their respective coaches of their teams um, kind of work stuff out this summer while they're thinking ahead of stuff. I guess they put them in the plan. Um, I kind of hope that Damian Lillard does play with the Blazers. I'd love to see him and Scoot Henderson together. Or I think that they could be a very good team. I don't know, playoff. But they would be very fun to watch on league pass Um, with – David Lillard and Scoop Henderson, but yeah, that's my first one. Um,
1: not bad. Uh, not bad. I don't like that one. I think it's more you're leaning a little bit into the uh, ESPN type of stuff. Well, a little bit. That's
0: the, like, I don't know. That's,
1: I guess it is. I it think is. That
0: that's going to be like chemistry-wise especially in Philly because James Harden was like straight up like, Hey, I don't want to be here. And he tried to help him like or make, like convince him to come back. But I feel like that, like chemistry wise, especially in Philly is going to be interesting to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they get moved, just think about how things could shift because, you know, Harden's associated with the Clippers and, um, uh, Dame with Miami. uh two things that could really shake things up in both conferences. Um, But to go to my first one, it is actually the Memphis Grizzlies. It translates, it relates to my video today. Um, Just because I think it's going to be very interesting to see those first 25 games. No John Morant. You're going to be relying heavily on Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then whatever you can get together from the rest of the bunch. Uh, Yes, they are a very deep team. You can go down that roster. They got Santi Aldama, Stephen Adams, um, Xavier Tillman, uh, Marcus Smart now. Um, Just a ton of guys. uh, uh, Zaire Williams. like These guys are high-level basketball players. They offer a ton. I'm definitely forgetting names. Um, Yes, losing... Tyus Jones is massive and losing Dylan Brooks in terms of the soul of the team. But I think Marcus Smart kind of fills both voids a little bit. Um, But I do think the Grizzlies, depending on how those first 25 go have an opportunity to be very good. Um, Last season I said the same thing. Excuse me. But I think that we are going to have to really lock into what they're doing. Um, schematically, I think it's going to be a lot of the same stuff, especially if Adams is healthy, again. back to their elbow offense. Um, but it'll be a different dynamic because I think Jaron's going to end up being the uh, focal point of everything that they do at both ends. So maybe it's the come-out season for Jaron Jackson Jr. to be like, hey, I'm a star, um, which could take them to the next level. Or it's going to be by committee, which we've seen them do before but um, it'll be definitely one of the more intriguing things to start the year for me.
0: That will be quite interesting to see how they play without ja, Um and see how that new, the new additions fit. Uh, but my next one is the, you probably have this one too. Um, the Oklahoma city thunder. I put um, it
1: down differently. I said the middle of the pack.
0: I like that, but uh. I'm focusing on the Oklahoma City Thunder because I think that they're going to be the team that makes that jump this year, Um, from not being in the playoffs to being one of the toughest teams to play in the league. Uh, I think that they're gonna, their young guys are gonna make an even bigger jump. Um, And then you got guys coming in like Chet and the rookies now, Um, Kason. Did they make any other moves? They didn't make any Um, other additions, did they?
1: Keontae George, or no, Keontae uh, Johnson, Johnson. I don't think I they get much
0: tick with all the talent that they have. That'll be another thing with them and see how their rotation um, fills out. That's going to be really tough for their coaches, especially because of how deep of a team that they have. But I think that's going to be really cool to see them, especially it's like you're watching them grow right in front of your eyes. You're watching them grow as a team. Uh, build their their culture that they want to build, see Shea possibly take another jump, um, whether that's as a leader or his encore production a little bit. Uh, Giddy in year three, um, see what he could do now. And then, like I said, adding Chet to that. It's going to be really fun to, fun to watch. Um, they were already really fun to watch last year, and now they're just adding more talent and growing together as a team a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so yours kind of touches on two of mine. Um, first, I'll say the middle of the pack one. Um, if you look at both conferences and look at teams that were in the play-in just out of the playoff, first we'll do the West. So the play-in was LA who made the conference finals. Minnesota, who has Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson. Like, they're a highly talented bunch. Yes, they have stuff to figure out with the bigs, but point taken. OKC, Josh just touched on it. A ton of talent, very young, and they have a chance to make a real jump. New Orleans, uh, healthy. They're probably the best team in the West. Um,
0: we know who New Orleans is, so they showed us last
1: year for that. Like, Three-month stretch before they got hurt. Incredible. And then Dallas, Luka Doncic is him. Uh, Kyrie Irving, it will be interesting to see how they go with the whole offseason to develop something for both of them to work together and coexist. I think they added good pieces around both of them. Um, And they freed up some money by stretching and waving JaVale McGee. So we'll see what happens Um, with that. Uh, Utah. I am more than intrigued by Utah. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast over the last season, they're probably my favorite team like to watch in terms of offenses, offensive aesthetic. Incredible. Uh, Will Hardy is going to be that kind of guy um, as a head coach. Then you go to the East, Atlanta, Trey Young, DeJounte. Like, load it talent-wise. They still can't figure it out. We'll see what happens there. Quinn Snyder has an off-season now to really put together something, so we'll see. Miami Heat made the NBA Finals. Uh, They've made the Conference Finals three out of four seasons. We know what we're getting from the Heat and Eric Spolstra. Chicago, yes, they are seen as the NBA purgatory, but like DeMar, Zach Levine, Vucevic, they can win games. Like, they definitely can. Toronto, very interesting. I think they'll be their young core and see what happens. New coach, maybe they do something, maybe they don't. But the really interesting ones are Indy, Orlando, and Detroit. Um, Three three teams that did not make the play in. Detroit had the worst record in the East. Um, But those three teams got a lot of young talent. They're probably going to be in that OKC land next season, like what they did last year. but just three teams that really have a chance to make a leap in terms of record and production and could really make Chicago and Toronto not look too hot. Um, And one last team I'm gonna mention is Brooklyn. Uh, Just the middle of the pack though, the whole gist of that rant was the middle of the pack is very loaded and there's a lot of teams that can compete for a playoff spot, a play-in spot, and just be highly competitive overall. Um, And the next thing to piggyback off of OKC is most improved um, slash rookie of the year. I think that those are two big awards this upcoming season in terms of the league in whole. Um, Rookie of the year, uh, this draft class was incredible on top of Chet Holgram being considered a rookie. uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of high impact guys out of this draft class. Um, A lot of guys that can move a needle and maybe they might not be stars, but they have a chance to really be special in the NBA for a pretty long time. Um, and then most improved, I think that OKC has a lot of guys. Yes, they're going into a second year, most of the guys that I'm thinking of, but like even Josh Giddy, like Josh Giddy has a chance to make a leap. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander's like an MVP candidate at this point. Like a ton of guys that have reached a level of improvement season by season, which just like talking about that roster, I think like, Somebody's bound to have a chance to be most improved. But I think that that award in general, like, who would you mention like on that? Like, I think Austin Reeves has a chance. Um, um Tyrese, uh, Mikel.
0: There's a, it's a long list. Um, <clears throat> it's
1: going to be guys that get new roles. I think, like, could you would you say, Ch- uh, Cave Cunningham?
0: I don't know if that would count. I think he'd be, be the favorite,
1: he'd be the favorite, or he'd be comeback. I don't know what counts. Comeback. I don't know how that, that yeah.
0: <laughs> I forgot that wasn't even a thing
1: uh that's tough actually because he he would win it probably next year <laughs> like i I'm not confident what kate's gonna do well I don't
0: know because like there's gonna be a, i feel like there's gonna be a lot of people making a jump especially to those three and four year guys um kind of getting close to that second contract just making that little jump but but like that's just all the talent the young talent in the NBA so that'll be that will be interesting to watch for sure just because you really don't know going into the year like who's got a chance to make that jump. Um, my next one I don't know if you're gonna like this one, but uh, some stars to watch. Possibly, if the team is doing bad, that could be moved in the near future.
1: You front office head
0: within those names. I would say Joel Embiid, Giannis, because I'll, I'll get into that. And a third one would be, okay, I wanted to get a third one. And this one's kind of stupid, because like, I think that he's probably going to be moved anyways, and it doesn't really matter if they do good or bad, but Cat that like aren't the obvious like guys that already kind of we could also
1: do you think though in that same situation do you think ant might get frustrated this year and ask out
0: no i'm gonna actually change that because i just thought of something else that i could that is probably better um i'm gonna throw Kawhi in there that's more front office stuff not kawaii asking out um Mm -hmm. So for Kawhi, I think that like if they're not doing good, they don't want to pay both both him and Paul George. Um, you don't think so Either 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 Kawhi or Paul George. But I think if they trade Paul George, Kawhi will ask out. That's true. That's, he doesn't want to be there by himself. Um, but we've heard all summer that they don't want to pay both of them that extension, especially because they don't play more than forty games a year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll be something really interesting to watch, especially if they are struggling this year. Um, I'm just gonna skip over Cat because that's not really on him. That's more more them just moving moving on schematically, um, and then but for Giannis, I think that if you look at their team, they're getting really old. Like right? Drew Holiday is getting up there in age. Brooke Lopez is towards the end of his career. He's, what thirty seven now. Yeah. Um, the team in general is just getting old, and I think if they're if they don't perform very well this year, I think that Giannis will be looking to get out. Um, that's fair to say, right? Just because like they don't really have a future with that roster, Now, it'll be a little, especially with the new CBA rules, it's gonna be a little while for them to rebuild around him. And Giannis is already. 28 years old, he's going to want to be in a winning.
1: You don't think he'll be a buck for life?
0: No, I think he's going to be gone once ever once that once that team is broken up through retirement or trades. I think that he'll be gone. I think it's a team. I don't think it's like tough front office job. Very tough.
1: Yeah, because you got to keep Like you have to do whatever you can.
0: That if once once yeah once everybody retires or they move on from people like I said, um, it's gonna be tough to try to rebuild that quick to make a winning roster around Giannis, especially like especially with this new CBA rules, um, and then I think Embiid's kind of like on teetering like yeah he's frustrated, and without if Harden doesn't like sits out which. Would not surprise me in the least. I think Harden, very high flyer, so I think that it would be very possible for him to sit out. Um, and they get off to a bad start. I think that he he would be the one to be traded the quickest. I think that he would demand a trade, and he might stop playing too. I think that that's something that he would do, and that he could he could be out by the uh, trade deadline if they're struggling. That'll be something really interesting to watch those three teams just to see possible stars moving.
1: Do you actually like that one? I do
0: like it. I I thought
1: of that one and I was like, I don't know if I like this, but I'm going to say it. I don't mind it because
0: you explained it well. You didn't explain it like ESPN. Um. Well, I get more than a minute to say my say my opinion. So.
1: Yeah. My next one's Wemby. Uh, no. Okay, it's more, ESPN. Well, like, in, think about this, though. All right. Imagine Victor Wemby chilling on the help side, like in a Robert Williams defensive system. Like, he is a constant helper. They will always scram him off to be the low man, and he gets to just be in the paint and block shots and kind of be a hack like on defense like he just gets to do what he can do the best consistently just by being in that spot um and then offensively I'm just intrigued he played the like 3 in summer league and like mm-hmm. the roster has a lot of young talent a lot of good wings Devin Fassell, Keldon Johnson. I love Trey Jones. Uh you like they have the pieces. Jeremy So-can, Sochan, uh Sissoko, who they drafted um this past year. Like the pieces are there. Uh Malachi Branham, Blake Wesley. I, the list keeps going. Like a lot of talent. Wemby has I don't know how he necessarily fits. But I know that like they'll end up playing around him, but I don't know how that role is going to be because he's, I don't know if he's a post-up guy. I don't know if he's a perimeter guy. Um, like I'm just intrigued from a, honestly a player development standpoint to see this guy, like to see what he does and like the movement patterns, the shot, the flow, the decision-making, the passing, um, like being able to see that stuff and try to translate it to big guys that I work with now or down the line. Um, I think that I'm, it's more of like a case study I think is why I'm excited to watch him just because he's so unique and like, yeah. yes, there's been Porzingis. There's been cat, like big guys that can play on the perimeter and do those things. But he just, he's like, makes them look small and his length is next level. The way he moves is, like, really incredible to see, like, the fluidity of movement. um, That's what intrigues me, and I'm really excited to see that. Um, I'm hoping I get to a game when they're here, but
0: we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be – I think that their system is going to be really interesting to watch, like you said, just because of how, in like, He's just – it'll be cool to see how they use him, see maybe some one B. Point one Pretty fun. <laughs> but my next one would be Devin Booker. Devin Armani Booker. Now, let me ask you a question, Jacob. Would you say that you think – would you think that Devin Booker would have another jump in him in his basketball ability?
1: You want me to give you the reason why I think so?
0: I was hoping that he said no, but yeah, please give me a reason.
1: Why. Because I think this year he has an opportunity for that team to be his and to be a 30 point per game guy while also averaging like seven assists. Like I think he has a chance oh, to be yeah. that le- like that level of a guy. And on top of it, what he showed in the playoffs defensively, he has, <laughs> he has a I chance.
0: My points here. He has I think that Devin Booker is going to be a defensive team guy this upcoming Oh, you think that good. I, I think that he's going to buy in more to that end, and he doesn't have to be relied on as much on the offensive end. But still, I think that their offense is going to be so wide open that he could average 30 points a game while not being tired to, and being able to play defense. Um Offense is a whole how, other thing. That's going to be really interesting to watch. Because that's what
1: that my I'm going to divvy put up it on shots? My list. And stuff. I didn't put it on my list. We were actually talking about this at dinner the other night, just because who's I? I it's going to be Bradley Beal getting the short end of the stick, correct? I think KD. KD is so good that no matter where well, he plays, he's KD's getting twenty four gonna... to twenty seven points a
0: game. He's gonna average that many points, but it's just gonna be through the flow of the offense. They're not gonna run many plays for yeah, Kevin Durant. I think that's
1: Kevin Durant. I think
0: that they're gonna. I think they they're gonna run a lot of like high pick and rolls with Bradley Beal, and some off ball action with, um, KD and Book, like them in an action together, because like somebody bigs guarding KD, and then if you switch, you got a, a two. Well, I don't know. Yeah, cause well, cause it's gonna. I don't know how teams are gonna guard them. You have because are switch. they gonna put? Are you gonna put your best defender on KD or book? Book. And then you got your third worst, your third best defender on Beal. Yeah. Then you got eight rolling hard to the rim. Hopefully, hard. Big on, big on, big. It's it just going to put them in such a bad situation because if Aiton rolls hard with Bradley Beal coming off the pick and roll, you have two there's a of lot the best of, scorers in that's the That's a NBA. lot of
1: what-ifs by saying Aiton rolling hard to the rim. What if. That's
0: one what if. There's Aiton, a lot roll of – There's to the levels rim to that That's how – no, no. There's levels Mr. because it's – Mr. Frank sits him down and says, hey, <laughs> this is the only time you're getting shots. So if you roll hard to the rim – that's when you're getting your points, man, Mister Frank. So that's that's that solves the problem right there. It's your only time you're getting chats. But back to my point, I think that Devin Booker is going to make a huge leap defensively. Um, like you said, he showed a lot of promise in the playoffs, um, guarding the second best or best offensive player um, up on the perimeter against ever. But uh he was he was a big time plus on the defensive end in both of their series and the playoffs. And I just want to see if he could possibly get continue that, which I think that he will because of like of what I said, that he's not going to be able to or he's not going to have to be relied on as much on the offensive end, But I think that that's where he's going to take a really big leap. And not only, Put himself into a position to be on an all defensive team, but also solidify a spot on an all NBA first or second team. First team. Yeah. I think well, it depends. Year... It depends because I don't know if he's going to really average 28 points a game. He could average like 24 and they still win 55 games, 24 apiece piece between the three. That's gonna it's gonna be so That's weird. That's the they thing, do
1: that. though. I don't know if the shots are gonna be there like that for all of them to get twenty four.
0: I think that they're all of them. At least one of them is gonna get a good like three open catch and shoot threes a game, and you know they're all of them can knock down two.
1: But also, Kevin Durant's open look and Bradley Beal like they have very different versions of open look.
0: It's going to be interesting.
1: I I didn't put it in my thing. I did it as an honor. Well, I had two honorable mentions. One of them was their offense. The Suns' offense is, like, going to be one of the most intriguing things the first 15 games just to see, like, how those three guys on top of the role pieces operate together in a system and if it even is a system, if it's more like, Hey, we got these spots on the floor. We have some principles, but balls out, go play. Like as the season okay. goes, we'll make it more system. But um, we have three of the most talented scorers in basketball. Like, and they're unselfish. Like Bradley Beal has been a point guard. Um, KD played for that warrior, those warriors teams. Um, Book has had to be a point guard before. So it's like three guys that, could play with other people so it's just a point of seeing how that works out when the ball tips up um yeah my my last one though because i went double in the middle um my last one is the i i want to say pels uh but my heart and mind say the orlando magic because um, it always does. It always does. Um, I don't know where I want to go with this. Or do I do my honorable mention?
0: Uh, you want me I'll, to go while you figure this out? Yeah, I'm, because I've I got three that I'm going.
1: I, I got I had Slash, and I don't want to do both. I just want to do both. Well, more.
0: mine's going to get you a little mad. Uh, mine would be the Denver Nuggets. Because I am very passionate, and I am very on the point that their depth is going to suck. So I'm going to be tuned into the Denver Nuggets. You're praying on their downfall. You are praying on I their would downfall. never pray on anyone's downfall, but I do happen to believe that their de- their um their depth is their bench is not going to be a plus. And I think it's gonna go back to when Jokic is off the floor, they're not good. And that
1: was their whole regular season.
0: Uh well, Bruce Brown fixed a lot of problems in the playoffs. Also, Jeff Green, but they don't got those luxuries anymore. They have Peyton Watson. You said his name. That's that's all they got. They don't. (laughs) He's not good. And I don't sleep. He hasn't done anything. You don't know what he. You don't even know. You didn't watch the video. Maybe maybe he'll be your most improved player. Let's see. Let's see it. That'd be big time, yeah. But big yeah, time. I'm I'm invest. I'm very invested into the Denver Nuggets bench. Um, so I will be. That's 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 honestly my number one storyline, just because of how invested I've I've talked about this on probably every podcast we've talked about the NBA in this offseason. Since the season, yeah, and I'm I'm gonna stick with it. That would be my number one. Um. I think I'm going to
1: go – I got to go New Orleans. As a franchise, they're at a tipping point. If this season – if injuries ensue and stuff, I think, like, the Zion thing is real in terms of um, him being moved on – like, moving on from him Um, just because he's been such a health risk and, like, a lot of what they do and a lot of their success is based around having him on the floor. Um I do think that they're a team that's going to make a move uh, regardless if that's uh, getting a different center in, if it's trying to find a new backcourt guy for uh, CJ to play with. Um, there's different directions, but at the same time to look at the other side of the coin, you have CJ, you have Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Herbert Jones, um, Jose Alvarado, um, they don't have Jackson Hayes anymore, but they drafted Hawkins from UConn, uh, absolute sniper of a shooter, uh, their length and athleticism on the perimeter is just next level. Um, it's just the interior without Zion is just questionable. Um, I think that Willie green's a great coach. I think that they have a roster that can make that top six in the West, especially when healthy, they're probably in the top three. Uh, and they're going to just be intriguing because if they start off healthy and they have those first three months again, uh, everybody's going to talk about them. Everybody's going to watch that. want to watch Zion, on everybody's going to, talk about that defense because they're going to have a top five defense. The offense might be a little sus at times because it is their shot profiling great, but maybe that's an adjustment going into the year and they find a way to get more quality looks from three, get more layups, not with Zion on the floor, just things like that. But the Pelicans have so many questions in terms of their future and long term because Zion. um, And I think that, what they do on the floor this year is going to be massive and they have a chance to be really good, but um, I'm going to just be kind of locked into them a good bit for the entirety of the year because of the talent that they have. Um, Didn't mention Dyson Daniels, uh, but just a, uh, a ton of talent that can do it, like can get the second round. Potentially push for your conference finals. Like
0: they got. Yeah, it. no, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, be really interested in watching them. I'm really, I really like the newer young guys that they got, like Dyson Daniels and Hawkins. I think that they're going to be really special players in the league. Um, so kind of just seeing them grow in that system, uh, even though it is kind of a little bit of a win now situation. It's it not is. like it's, it's weird. It's not like. It's not like Milwaukee or Phoenix or it's not like finals LA or bust. Or it's more or...
1: like, uh, it's like they just need the playoffs. Like they need to have second they round. have the
0: talent. They have the talent to win the finals. Yes, but it's their window's pretty big. They got a pretty, pretty big window, excluding C.J. McCollum. Um. But that's like that. It's pretty. It's it's an interesting situation.
1: He's still one of the most efficient and
0: he he is. But he's he's like he's older than everybody else. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. that's um, like he's not in their time window. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting, though, especially like the moves, like you said, see if they add anybody else. But yeah, they definitely have the talent to be one of, if not the best team in the NBA.
1: That's what that's why I'm locked in. You got one more? Mm-hmm.
0: That
1: was five. That was five. Honorable mm-hmm. mention to the uh the tournament, the end season tournament. I wanna see how guys actually like do it. I just wanna see. I wanna see if it's incentive enough or not for them to lock in for those games and like it's it'll be interesting. That's all. Like I don't think it's like video worthy. I think it's just a side topic. A side it'll quest. Cool. It will be cool. I do think that when it gets to the final four, that's going to be cool. Like just that neutral environment, playing a team like like In Vegas. something,
0: huh? In Vegas.
1: Yeah, but still, like it'll be
0: okay. It'll, real, real, it'll something real talk. For. Real. That, that's that's a that's a good thing to watch for, but. Since it's kind of like common knowledge now, like I think that it's pretty far, pretty much out there Um, that they're looking to add a team in Vegas. How good do you think that team will be? Like how locked in do you think they'll be? Depends on the culture. Hmm. Like you got to think. It'll be hard.
1: You got to think LA's found ways to be successful. Mm. New York's been up and down.
0: Vegas is a different monster, Jacob.
1: I, I know, but I think the closest is probably Miami, but Miami found a way to do it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's that's something interesting to think about in future years. For sure. It is. Yeah.
1: But you got yeah. anything else?
0: I, I do got a slight honorable mention. is the New York Knicks. Um they they did this before that they made the playoffs they made a magical run and then the next year they came out and laid an egg.
1: So, Ooh, that's actually a good one.
0: So I'm. I don't think Jalen Brunson. I don't think it's gonna to happen. That's why I didn't want to say it because it's not gonna happen again. Because they're like actually a good team now, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, just a little little comparison. I like that to their past selves. I like that. And one. then another thing, Boston's offense. We talked about that a lot. I think that's going to be really just fun to watch. I think that that's going to be really good. Those are two little things, Dude. just to put out there. Joe Missoula
1: is going to have a ball with mm-hmm. KB at the five. Like <laughs> it's going to just be, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But with all that being said, um, good to wrap up.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Just Tubes podcast. We'll be back next week, this Friday. Not necessarily sure what the video is going to be on, but there's going to be a video. So tune in, um, follow us on all the socials, Instagram, TikTok, X, and uh, we will catch you in the next one. We- <laughs>